Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted and privileged to welcome a very unique global leader with a difference from Singapore, Mr. Toilet Jack Sim. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Jack is the founder of the World Toilet Organization, and today we'll talk about his journey and the World Toilet Organization. So Jack, before we get into anything else, tell me about your journey from a school dropout to a professor, to a social entrepreneur, to Mr. Toilet. So I uh, didn't do well in school, so Uh uh, I went directly to do business. It saved me about six years of studying in university. Mm -hmm. And uh, business was uh, really much easier than studying. So Mm -hmm. I created 16 companies in Mm -hmm. construction, real estate, international education, uh, manufacturing. And then uh, when I was 40, Mm -hmm. I found that the... We have only 40 years more to go till 80 and die, right? Mm-hmm. So better do something more meaningful. And I searched around and found that toilets and sanitation were so neglected because mm-hmm. nobody wants to fund it. Right. That, uh, you know, they like green issue, blue issue, but they don't like brown issue. So, mm-hmm. so I started the World Toilet Organization and that's how it all happens. Amazing, amazing. And 19 November, and it says behind you also, is World Toilet Day. How does this help in propagating sanitation? So sanitation, toilet, poop, pee, are all uh, embarrassing subjects. But then actually we go to the toilet. We're just in a state of denial that we have nothing to do with Mm. pungent smell, right? Which we do. And, And because of that, we don't fund it. And so... Um, my job is to create legitimacy so that people start talking about it. And, and the interesting thing is that once you break the ice, they start talking about it, then it's like a spreadsheet model, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody start uh, realizing that, oh, we have permission to talk mm-hmm. about it. Uh, UN World Toilet Day, 19th of November, is our founding day of the World Toilet Organization. Okay. So, we started in 2001 on 19th of November. Mm-hmm. We declared that day World Toilet Day. And 13 years later, it was adopted unanimously by 193 countries of the UN General Assembly. Wow. The official World Toilet Day. Mm-hmm. Now, this official status creates a legitimacy for all the governments in the world. Mm-hmm to take action on sanitation mm. and the funders and everybody start paying attention because now it's legit. So that's our job. Our job is to continuously make it legit. Mm. So, you know, Jack, when you realized, you said uh, when you turned 40 and you said 40 more years to live, you said that there's one area which nobody seems to want to talk about, which are toilets. Tell me about what motivated you to start the World Toilet Organization and what were some of your challenges and learnings? So basically, um, if I don't need to be funded to do the job, mm-hmm. then I have to choose the one that is unfunded mm-hmm. because the ones that the agendas that are neglected 
mm. are as important as the agenda that are charismatic. Mm. So the aesthetic of water is like if you supply water, everybody knows how to use it. They love it. And so they put sanitation and pack it underwater, which means it's right. drowned underwater. Mm. Underwater means drown, right? Mm. So, so I say, now this doesn't work because we have millions of people dying of diarrhea every year. We have polluted river. We have a loss of tourism income. We have a loss of income whenever they are sick. And we have to solve this. And even we have a menstrual hygiene taboo also. Mm. So the idea is that find something nobody wants to do and go and do it because that is where you are needed most. Mm. And because I'm always a joker, I think the solution is to use humor. Mm. So if you see, if you see at yeah. the back here, I love that photograph. <laughs> yeah. And then we play a pun on uh, yeah. World, yeah. Organize, World Trade Organization by mm. calling ourselves the WTO. We play a pun on 007. We do with Mario. You know, it's a lot of fun. And by doing so, in the beginning, people think, that's a clown. He's just mm. trying to get attention. Mm. But I'm not trying to get attention for me. I'm trying to get attention for the mission. And eventually, they say, my goodness, I didn't know this until this guy came along and cracked jokes about it. And now I know it's really serious. How amazing. And you're, you're dealing with something which is so normal for every single human being in this, in, in this world. Yes. And, and we go to the toilet six to eight times a day. And uh, we spend entire three years of our life in the toilet. And we pretend that we've never done that. Wow. So, okay. so culturally, something has to change. Yeah. And it's like a sex revolution. You don't talk about sex and then got a lot of problems. And now you can, right? And Correct. then you, you, you can use condom and all this thing because you talk about sex, right? So I think... Uh, my, my role is to break the taboo and I think it's been done, but then it's still, we have 2 billion people um, without proper sanitation and I think the work has to continue. Mm. And the question about uh, uh, 80 years, you know, when you go to your country's respective statistic to say how long does a person live? Mm. In Singapore, a man lived to about 82. Mm -hmm. And the last two years is you know, mostly very ill and lying on the hospital bed or walking very slowly with uh, dementia and cataract and cancer and ulcer and arthritis and osteoporosis. Yeah. So the last two years is not very quality life. So mm -hmm. in reality, we have good 80 years if we, you know, cross the street properly and don't smoke. And let's make it useful. Mm. So when I was 40, I have already spent... 40 years trying to make money. I think that's not a good idea to continue making money. Mm. Better to be a useful person. Very interesting. So, you know, when I was reading about you, I think on your website or somewhere, I saw a photograph of you with the Prime Minister of India. I know how much importance he has given to toilets. I want to ask you, why is our toilets more important than we think? You see, it's not a choice. Toys, you have to go to the toilet mm. and you have a lot of problem when you don't have a toilet or when mm. you don't treat the sewage and it goes to pollute the river somebody downstream 
drink the water and get sick and go to the hospital or if it's a child below five years old is very vulnerable they die mm. right and, and why should people die so unnecessarily because we don't have proper hygiene and hand washing and and toilet so i think that these are critical issue uh the other thing is that a lot of women got raped mm. and and when they are openly defecating in the bush and other men start to attack them. So I really applaud Prime Minister Modi mm. building this Swatch Bharat mm. 110 million toilets okay. and now the hardware is there. I think we have to train people for the software mm. to use the toilet rather than use it as a storeroom. Well said, well said. And yet, you know, you just mentioned, Jack, that 2 billion people may not have access to proper toilet facilities. Mm-hmm. And I know in my country for a long time, uh, toilets were considered unhygienic to be a part of the house. My question to you is how does culture impact building a toilet in every home? I think that the culture came long ago from history. Mm-hmm. As technology improved, you also have to evolve. Hmm. So long ago, the belief is that a toilet should be far away from the house hmm. because then the pathogens don't come to your house. Hmm. Or that uh, going to the river to defecate is okay. Hmm. But you know, those days the population are so few. Yeah. So if you do something like this, like defecating in the forest, it does not really spread diseases mm. that rampantly and that fast. But today we have so many billion people, 8 okay. billion people mm. almost in mm. the world. And we're living so densely together, the disease spread is very, very fast. Mm. So I think that these are the perimeters that truth are not absolute truth. Mm. Truth are proto-truth within a universe that it exists Hmm. and when that universe change then the truth has to adapt to the new universe Hmm. is eight billion people the universe long ago was one billion people half billion people Hmm. so these are we don't want to keep on doing the things when the environment has already changed Amazing. And which countries have done very, very well and which countries have not done so well in the sanitation challenge? So you see, long ago, the Japanese, they were very poor after the war. Mm. They spent 2% of their GDP Mm -hmm. on water, sanitation and hygiene. Mm. And look at how fast they grow. Mm. And, and so that the people live very long life there Correct. because the people are very, very conscious of cleanliness. Mm. So the Japanese toilet technology has moved so far ahead of everybody. So mm. this is the culture that we want to learn from. The best toilet culture in the world. Wow. Right? And then the, uh, a lot of countries are now catching up. So uh, OECD country, Singapore, all these are catching up, right? Mm. And then uh, big countries like China and India, Prime Minister Modi in India is a toilet champion and President Xi Jinping in China is a toilet champion. So the two biggest countries in the world are already having their leaders as toilet champion. And the Chinese 
toilet revolution is growing very fast. When I went to the, uh, long ago, everybody says the uh, Chinese uh, toilet habit is horrible, mm. which is true. And in recent 10 years, the change has been so fast that it's quite shocking to me. I go to third tier city, fourth tier city, and their tourism toilet is so clean. Mm. And so I think that is working. And then with India, uh, Swatch Bharat, I think that's also an irreversible change. It's okay, progressed right. so fast. Mm. So I think these two countries are taking good lead. Mm. In terms of Brazil, two years ago, we helped to lobby the change of their law mm. to allow foreign investment in their country for sewage treatment plan. And, and right now, uh, 14 million rails, a billion rails has gone mm -hmm. into their country. So that's equivalent to like 4 billion US dollar. Wow. And by 2035, they expected $135 billion if all sewage treatment plants are invested. So we, our job is to go lobby mm -hmm. uh, the government for policy change. And, and this one is really big in, in Brazil. Mm -hmm. I went to the Senate to explain to them in, in mm -hmm. English and translate to Portuguese, and it works. So this year, World Toilet Summit will be in Nigeria, in mm -hmm. Abuja. Mm -hmm. And we want to focus on Nigeria, which is the biggest population in Africa. Mm -hmm. But we also want to bring 10 African countries to this meeting and to leave behind a legacy of solving the open defecation issue in, in Africa. Wow. So moving on, Jack, uh, tell me a little bit about the Sustainable Sanitation Alliance that you have formed and its objectives. Uh, Sustainable Sanitation Alliance started in 2007. We know that in 2008, the UN will declare mm. the International Year of Sanitation by mm -hmm. Prime Minister Hashimoto of Japan. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to form a celebration committee for one year. Mm -hmm. Then I told them, no, this problem is not going to go away in one year. We have to, have to work for a long time. Mm -hmm. So we created this Sustainable Sanitation Alliance. Mm -hmm. it's a group of researchers, mostly from uh, universities and it's kind of a, a knowledge uh, bank, right? Mm -hmm. You go there and you learn about um, different professors producing different papers and whatever you want to read about right. uh, research uh, mm -hmm. over there. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you also have uh, a World Toilet College. Tell me a little bit about this and what are the objectives? Uh, now we have six World Toilet Colleges in okay. India. This is a partnership with uh, Racket Bank Kaiser, mm -hmm. and uh, we call it the Harpik World Toilet College. Mm -hmm. We started at first one small one in Rishikesh, mm -hmm. in the Pamat Nikitin yeah. Ashram, mm -hmm. uh, with, with uh, uh, this uh, Chidanan Saraswati, mm -hmm. the Swami. Yeah. And, and then... Uh, after that, we set up a, a big one in Orangabad. Okay. And then now we got uh, five other smaller ones. And I hope that we train the people to be professional cleaners. Mm. And also, we don't want the sewer diver to go into the 
manhole and, mm. and immerse themselves yeah. with, with shit. Mm. So we get them to train to use equipment on the ground. Mm. And the so far, we have trained 7,500 uh, professional sanitation workers and placed mm. them into full-time job. So they, they get a proper job, they are professional, they are respected. So this is all going on very well. Yeah. And do you plan to take the World Toilet College to other countries as well? Ah, yes, we are hoping uh, this year to go to Nigeria. Actually, it started in Singapore first. Mm. And then uh, Singapore problems are very, very few, right? Mm. So then we became a traveling World Toilet College. We go and train people in China. And then wherever we go, we leave the, the uh, locals to continue. And then in India, we work with uh, Hapik. Mm. And now I think we can go everywhere else. And yet, Jack, one of the questions that seems to be there in my mind is that as human beings, all of us are very conscious about our own hygiene. What is it that we forget when it comes to uh, creating a a mess, uh, you know, when it comes to our own toilet? No, I think that the people, if you have toilet at home, they, they keep their toilet clean. Mm-hmm. It is the public toilet that they thought is not their own property. Mm-hmm. And then in this case, you need professional cleaners mm-hmm. because a public toilet becomes dirty after it's clean over a period, it has to be clean again. You cannot expect it to be self-cleaning. So I think that uh, those are very important. Uh, One of the things that is still very neglected is uh, nail clippings. Mm -hmm. So as you know, if you are an anal washer, you use your fingers. Mm -hmm. And uh, hand washing has to be very thorough. Uh, Some people wash their hand in a few seconds. Mm -hmm. So you have to wash completely, right? But if you don't cut your fingernails, then uh, the pathogen stays inside the nails. And then you start to prepare food and start to eat them. Mm. Although you can say that I only eat with the right hand and the left hand is mm. for the other one. But actually, you are, you are using both hands in, mm. in many Correct. cases. Correct. And, and therefore, um, cutting fingernails has to be something very important. And funnily, a finger, a, a nail clipper costs maybe 50 cents. Mm. But many people don't have the habit of cutting fingernails. Mm. And I went to the tribal area, rural area, and I watched with horror that the people are using the kitchen knife to slice their fingernails. Mm. I was like, what? <laughs> are you so accurate? Mm. And then what about children? So I think uh, nail clippers becomes very important as well. There is another question, and I've been reading some articles uh, on using water versus paper. Mm. What are your uh, thoughts? Of course, uh, water is much cleaner, Mm. right? Because you can wash it almost completely. Mm -hmm. But there are certain circumstances where do you have soap to wash your hand after? Mm. You have enough water to wash your hands after, right? So that is critical. Did you cut your fingernails? All these are, are critical. 
Then the other one is there is a religious aspect, right? Mm. So in Hinduism, in mm. Muslim, so water washing is, is uh, very uh, essential. Well said. Then the wiping of paper, mm. you will never get it completely clean, right? Mm. And then you still have a, a disposal issue. And of course, you, you, you have to cut the wood to produce the pulp for the paper. Right. Nowadays, they're moving towards bamboo, right? Mm. Which, is, which is more sustainable. Uh, but it's very convenient. Mm. If you are traveling, then uh, paper is much more convenient than washing because many toilets in the world don't have a, a tap. Correct. And uh, a lot of inner washer find it very difficult. Mm -hmm. And so uh, a lot of people are actually washer at home mm. and wipers on traveling. Yeah. Mm. Well said. So time for one more question, Jack. And uh, this is for all my viewers and listeners. Many, many people will love our conversation. What would you say are three hygiene lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away? I think if we study COVID mm -hmm. recently, the world shut down and it has a big economic implication. Mm -hmm. and, and that is a hygiene and sanitation issue. Mm -hmm. you know, suddenly washing hands is so important. And... When did the world shut down? It shut down when 30,000 people died. Mm. But then toilets, millions of people die every year. Nobody That's talks right. about it. Nobody talks, yes. So the first important lesson I want to say is please pay attention to sanitation and hygiene. Not because that these people who die are poor people. Mm. That's why they neglect it. So there's this big elitism in treating diseases. Oh, diseases that kill people who are poor, no problem, let them die. Mm. But COVID that could kill rich and middle class, oh, that's very important. Mm. I think this is social injustice. Correct. We have to treat all diseases as important yeah. and we have to treat human beings all as important. Mm. That's, uh, I think, the very important. Absolutely. Well factor. said. Well mm. said. Jack, on that note, and uh, what you mentioned when we spoke, that we spent three years of our life in the toilet, uh, which is such an important piece of data and quite an eye-opener that, you know, we don't, we all tend to ignore the most normal bodily function each one of us has. But when you say three years of my life is spent in the toilet, I think we've got to start thinking a bit differently. Thank you for speaking to me, Mr. Toilet, about your incredible journey, for the amazing work you are doing, Jack, in the world. Uh, thank you for the amazing work you're doing in my country with your World Toilet Colleges. And thank you for speaking to me uh, at such length. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you very much. And everyone, live a purposeful life. Do something which on the last day of your life, you are going to look back and say it was something that helps make the world better. Thank How you. wonderful. What a great message to end on. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast. 
platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.